I'm Abby Fentress Swanson, and this is Harvest Public Media's Field Notes, in which we talk about important issues related to food production. The Food and Drug Administration is establishing regulations aimed at protecting the U.S. food supply from terrorist acts. In the last episode of Field Notes, we explored some of the reasons why lawmakers view food terrorism as such a significant threat. Today, we look at the agency's proposed remedy, which would require the nation's largest food manufacturing plants to tighten up security. I learned reporting this story that the dairy industry is considered the most vulnerable to attack. It's about 9 in the morning, and this University of Missouri cafeteria is buzzing. Students carrying backpacks line up for omelets or biscuits and gravy. And there's a crowd at the self-serve milk station. Students fill glasses with chocolate milk, pour skim milk over cereal, or splash 2% into coffee. University Purchasing Coordinator Sandy Purley says milk is extremely popular here. Our entire campus in a year drinks about 96,000 gallons of milk. And by our best calculation, that's about 326 gallons a day. All that milk goes through many steps, cow, bottling, plant delivery, before reaching the cafeteria. Should a toxin be injected somewhere along the supply chain, experts believe it could have devastating human health and economic consequences. The FDA's proposed regulation would force food manufacturing plants with over $10 million in annual sales to develop food defense plans. Such plans would encompass things like locking gates when they're not in use, maintaining visitor logs, and opening mail in rooms separate from production areas. Don Kramer is senior advisor at the FDA's Center for Food Safety and Applied Nutrition. He says the agency is particularly concerned about plants that process large volumes of liquid. Because it's a situation where a toxin could be added to the food, and it would tend to be fairly easily mixed into the food as opposed to stay in a clump somewhere that isn't going to be dispersed into a large volume of food and cause massive casualties, which is what we believe a terrorist organization would want to do. All but the smallest food manufacturing, processing, and storage facilities registered with the FDA would be covered by the regulation. Manufacturing plants abroad that export food to the U.S. would also have to comply. The agency estimates the rule will affect about 4,600 food production firms and that it will cost them $370 million annually. It's a large group of, of industry that needs to look at this rule, really provide thoughtful comment because it will affect them. Amy Kircher is director of the National Center for Food Protection and Defense. She's gotten requests from companies that want to know how to comply with the rule, but they need to act soon if they want to weigh in. The comment period on the regulation closes at the end of March. It may be challenging for some companies or industries who've not thought about the defense of the food system from an intentional attack, but I would argue most people have considered it if they haven't yet put mitigation steps in place. Both the FDA and the U.S. Department of Agriculture, which regulates meat, poultry, and eggs, have been helping companies write food defense plans since 9-11. Highland Dairy, which sells milk and ice cream in the Midwest, took up the issue 12 years ago, says spokesman Greg Stevenson. Since 2002, we've done so many things with all of our food production plants. This includes having all doors that have security padlocks on them. I've seen a lot of fencing that's gone up, especially around our ammonia tanks with razor wire around the top of that. Another big Missouri milk processor, Central Dairy, has seals on each of its trucks. If the seals are broken, the company knows something is wrong. Trucks like this one transporting products to multiple locations on the University of Missouri campus have several locks that prevent ice cream and milk from being tampered with, a delivery man explained. I have these locks on here. 
that's the freezer. The milk is kept behind a door secured with three-inch long padlocks. We use these padlocks for the back doors. Just like that. And we lock them and I have a key to it. Many companies have taken steps to protect their operations from intentional contamination. Still, the FDA believes its rule is necessary because it would standardize food terrorism policy across industries. But back at University of Missouri Dining Services, Sandy Purley questions the necessity of the regulation. I think for me, I have concerns about whether it would increase cost to us because this is a big part of our budget. And, you know, usually extra regulation does increase cost. Right. Cost. So far, that's a big issue for many companies weighing in during the FDA's comment period. They see the need for food defense plans, but want flexibility to reduce costs of implementation. And that's this week's Field Notes from KBIA and Harvest Public Media. I'm Abby Fentress Swanson. And this week I have some personal news to share. This is the last episode of Field Notes I'm producing for KBIA. I'm moving back east this month to be closer to friends and family. I'll miss you, Missouri, and I hope you all will keep listening.